everybody, and welcome to Untethered.tv. I'm your host and founder, Rob Woodbridge. Uh, I've got a great guest. You will recognize her uh, from a long time ago on Untethered.tv, a longtime supporter, and actually one of my co-hosts from something we did called Impulse a couple of years ago. We're hoping to get some things going again. But in the meantime, she has been so, so, so busy. And we're going to be talking about something that I consider the Bible for mobile business. But we're going to get to that in one second. I want to introduce you to a way that you can actually support Untether.tv. For those of you who are out there listening, listen, there's a great site called Patreon out there, patreon.com. And if you go to patreon.com forward slash Untether, you can actually support the content that is created here. It is an amazing site to actually support independent content creators like ourselves here at Untether.tv. It's a great way for you to show your love and appreciation and admiration even for the things that we're doing here and the content that we're bringing. So if we've contributed to your day, to your month, to your year, We've changed your thinking. We've contributed dollars to your bottom line as a result of the people that we brought on here and had these conversations. Why not go to patreon.com forward slash untether and support us a little while. We'd love it. That's all. We'd love it. And if you can't do it, that's fine. Send us a comment. Send us a star. Give us a rating on, on iTunes, whatever. That's a currency as well. But if you can get to Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash untether. All right, now on with the show. Here we go. Uh, you might remember my guest, Peggy Ann Saltz, from, uh, actually, she's the purveyor of uh, MobileGroove.com, which is an amazing resource for all things mobile. She's based out of Germany. We actually did a show together called Impulse. It was a couple of years ago, and I long for those days, Peggy. Don't you? Don't you miss those days? Absolutely, Rob. But but we're bringing them back, and we'll bring them back in style. Like This is... This is some fantastic content, and I think the timing is good. Well, you know, uh, so in the time that uh, I've, I've been sitting here doing these shows day after day, week after week, month after month, you've, you've written two books. And the latest one is called Apponomics, and it's a, you can get it at inmobi.com forward slash Apponomics. We're going to be talking about that extensively here throughout the show. This is a 330-plus page book, seven chapters, over 30 interviews, one entire year of your mm -hmm. life. Maybe yes. it took a year, but maybe it took 15 years off. I'm not sure, but uh, we can talk about that. Uh, you are an author extraordinary. You write like like in your sleep. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I am in admiration of, of what you can actually push out and, and the, the people that you reach through this book. So, Peggy, thank you for coming on and actually being a guest. It's a role reversal. I get to ask you questions now, which is amazing. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Thank you, Rob. It's fantastic to be here. So this is, uh, this is the book came out when? The book came out just in time for Mobile World Congress. It was launched there. Um, there is a paper book, um, 330 pages. Crazy. But but this is the cool thing. Um, after everyone saw the book, then the companies we had approached to say, get in the book because you're a super successful app company and everybody has to know how you did it. Those companies who said, no, we don't have time. I even got emails saying, you know, quote, we are too busy making fantastic apps to be bothered, right? So after the book came out, everyone said how great it was. They're coming back and want to be in the book. Love it. The good news is then that I'm doing five to seven additional interviews with companies like, I'll tell you now, Rovio, nice. <laughs> Spotify, great companies, great stories. They're going to be in the new sort of all updated version, which will also be an ebook. So yes, you know, and ultimately a mobile app as it should be. So yes, right now it's 330 pages, 
but it's going to get better. So stay tuned. It's going to swell. Are they going to find uh, remnants of this printed book, you know, 10,000 years down the road, and it'll be like <laughs> leather bound, and we'll revere it like the Bible back then. It was like, remember those early days? This was the this was the book that changed business. But people are downloading this thing in an incredible way, like 500 a week. You've had over 3,000 mm -hmm. downloads to this point. Um, yeah. But and, and for perspective, like when I start to think about those numbers in Canada, which is where I am, where I live, in order to be a national bestseller, that means like a bestseller across the country, revered on all the talk shows, you need 3,000 sales. So oh. considered what you're doing here is a, a, the number of people that have downloaded those books and, and consumed your content is, is the equivalent to being a national bestseller in Canada. Which is which is incredible to me. The fact That's that phenomenal. Yeah, you know, I get I get a hundred people reading a, a blog post, and I am ecstatic. You get over three thousand people uh, consuming this content, and and you know leveraging all of the advice that you give in this. So you know, Peggy, congratulations, huge well, congrats you. on getting this out the door. So we're going to be talking about this. Um, for those people who haven't yet, run quickly to inmobi.com forward slash apponomics a p p o n o m i c s. Uh, why don't you give us an overview of what the book is? Well, well, that's just it. That's what makes this book so special. Yes, it was eight months in, in the making, um, but there are also seven chapters <laughs> yeah. and a huge appendix with everything in it. Um, and uh, working together in partnership with Inmobi, so that's a, you know, a global uh, major advertising network, uh, network uh, advertising platform, technology platform. So I could also pull in some of those global insights as well because I personally don't know how to be a hit in Korea, but they do, and there's a section about it. I mean, in going global, we tell you exactly. You know, here's here's CJK, China, Korea, Japan. Here are the five, you know, essential. Here's the checklist. We even have an infographic of, you know, just what do you need to do to be a success in these areas? And I think that is that is really unique. I'm particularly pleased with that section because, on the other hand, when we wrote it, it was like, well, people saying, well, this is very interesting, but, okay, and this was just, you know, this was eight months ago, you know, plus a few to since the launch. But now we're saying, okay, if you have a great app, go global with it you know don't forget that low-hanging fruit all you need to do well not all you need to do but you need to follow certain steps and you can take a great app global and why not because they love these apps uh, you know the apponomics economy is a global economy so take advantage of it and we tell you how to you know part of it is localizing the content you have to be very careful some very subtle differences to keep track of um, one I can share with you if you're interested that I found fascinating. I wasn't I wasn't aware of this one at all. Would you Would you care, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. Have absolutely. I got Have I got you hooked? Yes. Okay. So you're drawing me in just, here, Peggy. Come on. Just to give you an idea of how, first of all, the the level of know-how and and um, the level of expertise in the book. But for example, um, I connected with a company that was taking apps to China from a major major super successful app company so not you're just your average company but you know sort of your king your your supercell that level of a size and um, they had uh, a graphic showing um, a man with a green hat right and you'd say okay my my app has a guy with a green hat no problem here it just turns out that the cultural nuance of China is that a man with a green hat is the way people think of a man who is an adulterer who goes after his wife's best friend uh, his his best friend's wife what? so Yes. So it's not a good thing to be a man in a green hat. 
And so they had to change it to more of a terracotta orange. And I'm serious. And these are the kinds of things you need to think about when you're going global. But if you get it right, then you are a global success and you're going to make more money on your app. And I think that's very key here. You know, Peggy, people, I'm going to just take a step back here because we, we often talk about this and I talk about this a lot of entrepreneurs and I talk about this in, in presentations and you do as well. But the, the concept that, that going mobile or creating a mobile product or mobilizing a piece of your business so that you can extend into different areas or, or different markets, uh, people always look at this and think that it's easy, that it's a piece of cake, that it's democratized, the, you know, the ability to globalize your business. But, but my, my guess is, and I keep running into this, is that they don't understand. And I often think that mobile, just in general, is one of the most time-intensive financial commitments that any company will ever make and the the challenge for them is to do it right because it could be catastrophe it could be a catastrophe if they don't do it right that's what mm. that's what you're kind of bringing to light in this book the small things are huge just because yes. you you don't know and the impact could be pretty substantial in your business right absolutely i mean if you're not constantly also checking and thinking about you know you have a winning variation you have a winning approach but is it always winning so it's never done but that's the point of the book. That's why I'm particularly pleased with this book is because this is a handbook. This is a this is a knowledge resource we all need because the app economy needs to work. It needs to be global. It needs to be all-inclusive. That's the whole idea. I mean, it already is democratizing access for a lot of companies, for a lot of people, for people in their garages. Yep. Um, so it's very important to give them, I think, the tools they need to understand not just how to get a download. We already know, Rob, that a download is not, not a measure good. of success. No. It's not worth anything. I wasn't going to be that cruel. It's not worth anything. It's not a measure. Yeah. I, I always so say that, like, it, the, Peggy, know, I always say in my presentations that, that, uh, that downloads are BS. Like, if you count downloads, you might as well just pack up your stuff and go home. It's They're BS. Yeah. Absolutely. So carry on. I didn't Absolutely. mean to interrupt there. No, no. But, but this book is about, okay, so how do you acquire not only users, but how do you acquire high quality users? How do you acquire high quality users at global scale? How do you monetize your app properly? You know, is it going to be, um, you know, an in-app purchase with advertising, for example, which makes a lot of sense because people who are buying your app and, and you know, buying, uh, per making purchases inside your app, that's great, but that's usually, you know, that's not the majority, obviously. So what are you going to do with the, say, 80% that aren't buying. Well, you certainly want to do something to monetize them. So then you come to something like mobile advertising as a way to monetize that audience. And um, you also have to think about customer lifetime value. You start have to thinking about that. And we have a section in the book as well. You know, we've we've drawn from um, Eric Seufert, who's over in uh, Berlin. He's just written a book about this himself. And I, you know, crowdsourced him into the book. And I said, you know, for me, you're the man in LTV. Um, share some of the ways that you do this. You know, he can calculate LTV in a spreadsheet, um, which I think is amazing. Now, we can't, it's beyond the scope of the book to do that, but we do give you some ideas about that. And I think that having all of these um, aspects of your business in check enables you to create what I think is more important than having an app, having an app business, is having a sustainable app 
business. And that's what this book is about. Do you think that people think about lifetime value? Because, you know, I, I often have conversations. Not yet. They don't. Not yet. They I, should. They really should. And, and is it, I think we're still in that stage of culling, right? Which is basically bringing as many users in as possible. And, and, and the consideration that, uh, that uh, you know, the numbers that are dropping off on the back end as you try to bring more in, um, I don't know if the, I don't think that you're right that a lot of people are considering that now. But but have, getting people in the door and then keeping them or keeping more of them in the door should, be, in my opinion, should be the focus of every mobile business or every business that is looking Absolutely. at mobile. Absolutely, and and you know I'm not going to say, and we cover that too, Rob. But I mean, you know, the first the the second chapter is all about the discovery dilemma because in in many cases, I mean, first of all, that's the big hurdle. Period. Yes. And end of yeah. story. But then there are ways to use paid as well as free, you know, unpaid yeah. to get over that hurdle. A lot of this, a lot of this, and I called in my friend Ken Heron, who was in my first app book, you know, the Everything Guide to Mobile Apps. And I said, Ken, because at first I thought, because for me, he's Mr. Social Media Marketing. He, he writes columns at Mobile Groove. Um, he advises clients on mobile mark, uh, social media marketing and mobile. And I thought at first, I have this book to write. It's going to be all about the app economy. I'm sorry, Ken, there's not a place for you. And then <laughs> when you realize, it's like, no, because it's all about being discovered. And part of that discovery is still the very basics of social media marketing. Have your community, have your social media presence all lined up, do it long before you launch, do it while you're launching, do it after you're launching, do it all the time, you know, connect, listen, don't just broadcast, listen, these are all the rules of getting your app discovered, they're all there again. Yeah, and, and it, you know, I talked to, uh, um, I didn't talk to him, I, I overheard uh, Keith Tier in a podcast uh, say, he, he started a social network called Just.me, and he said that the acquisition component of what he, the challenge that he was facing was that he could spend five or ten million dollars to acquire you know five thousand users loyal users uh, so you think about the churn that has to happen through that but who has that kind of money to be able to do this on a regular basis and that's only five thousand users and i always thought that you know if you're if you're at a point where you are forcing the issue like that where you're spending millions of dollars to drive users your user base then there's not a product market fit is there because if you're spending all that money it's like you're forcing people you're getting in their face and, and you're kind of like, uh, you're forcing the issue to get them to download and start using the product, right? And so the, it's either in your marketing message or it's in your product fit that there's a, there's a disconnect. If you're spending that much money and nobody has that much money to spend on customer acquisition. Yeah, so and and, and, and I've, got, I've got some sections in the appendix of the book about you know, just sort of helpful tips and hints and ways to sort of have a reality check on your strategy. And um, it's very clear there. If that's what's happening, then pull the plug on it because, <laughs> you know, what do you need to expect? And, you know, what do you need to spend? What do you need to expect? How many markets should you launch in? Um, these are the questions I cover there. Just to uh, another point about uh, your, your colleague and that story is um, a similar story in this book where one of the people I talk with, he said, you know, it works. But then when you stop, it just plummets. So what are you going to do? You know, it's this constant. You're, you're almost you're almost paying so much. It takes on its own momentum that you get to a point that yes, you're super super successful, but then so's the dive, super steep, right? 
So it, it has to be a balance there. And uh, there's there's a lot that goes into that. There are no answers. I'm not saying this is the answers, but this gives you enough that you can say, I can apply this to my business. And above all, I have a reality check for my business because a lot of app developers, app companies out there, you know, they're sort of running blind. I mean, there are so many that are just figuring out tracking and analytics, right? Which if you don't have analytics ever, your business is always running blind. There, there is something to be said around uh, things like um, understanding the realities of this of this market, and, and you know. Uh, Look, I call it the trough of despair, right? Which is what most app developers get into, especially you, you, that could be enterprise or it can be direct to consumer or it could be business. Um, you kind of go through this entire process of building your application, right? So that is the scoping of it, uh, understanding what the market might look like. You do a, maybe a little business plan. You get an assessment of the competition. You do all that kind of stuff before you lay the code. And then you, you start coding. You find the coders. You do the design, the UI, the UX, and you go through that process. You do some prototyping, some beta testing. You do all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you, you spend maybe a year, nine months, maybe through that process from idea to uh, product complete, you launch the product and within three days, if you do everything right, which means, you know, for a long time, which meant uh, talk to TechCrunch and uh, talk to Mashable and all the other, uh, you know, blog, uh, tech blogs, if you do everything right, you know, I mean, your average lifespan is three days anyways, right? And, and so you spend mm -hmm. all that time building this product out, all the thought that went into it for three days of glory, and then you hit this trough of despair. And the trough of despair just is a huge plummet from, from victory. You're in the top of the app store for a little bit, and then you, you fade off into oblivion and obscurity. It is not an easy business to be a part of. So, you know, I think that how does, how does the book paint the picture? of reality for everybody who should be in this business. Everybody should be in this business, but how does it paint the reality for, for, uh, for app marketers and, and the guys who are out there trying to flog their products? Well, what I'm particularly proud of in the book is also that although it is primarily focused on where we are right now, and where we are right now is, you know, games, right? right. Games are the big money maker. It is the top category of apps, mm -hmm. followed by social and then followed by da 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 da, right? Yep. But um, I'm personally a great believer in utilities. I'm very passionate and I'm supported by research that says edutainment is coming. So mobile education, but in an, in an accessible and en an enjoyable way, so primarily for, for children. And we do have uh, Mita Shah from eFlash Apps, and she and her husband, great. I'd love to have them here, actually, Rob. You'd love them because they've made a complete success out of uh, teaching the English language to toddlers on an app. So, you know, that's where I see the future. Not not dissing the gamers here, I'm not saying that, but what I'm proud of here is that we deal with the here and now. So we have, you know, how do you make a success out of your gaming slash entertainment business? But also what are the considerations when you have a utility app? What are the considerations when you have a social app? What are even the considerations when you have an app that is none of the above, but you can still have a feel for this? And it's, it's extremely important because, yes, you do have to spend on marketing and advertising and think through these things. But if, for example, if you have a utility app, what you don't want to do is you can't market it the same way because it has to prove its utility by definition. So really what you need to do is tinker on it, 
work on it, get it right, get your community, use your lead users, that's what they're there for. You give it to them, they're going to give you feedback, what they want in it, what they didn't like in it, etc. You know, you need to have that, that testing, that rapport. When you have a winning app, when you have, say, 50,000 downloads, when you have a community of users that size, then you can kick in with the, you know, with the advertising, with the, you know, with the paid marketing, the paid advertising, to really make something out of that audience. Um, and maybe, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just cross-promotion. Maybe you're going to have a fantastic app that does something in, say, for example, taking pictures, um, so a camera type of app, but you're going to have an offer wall that shows someone something about maybe music. So it's you know similar but different, and and work it out that way. There's so many different approaches to this, and that's what I love about the book, is it's not a singular focused book. It looks at it holistically and says if you have this type of app, go this way. These are the options open to you. This is a business. Here are your options. You decide. It's it's like a a, a matrix of of some sort. It's simply yeah it's almost like those 3d chess you know yeah. uh, strategic it is it yes. is in a way yeah because you know when you start to think about that is that there's got to be some um you know uh customer acquisition strategies that are unique to the to the type of application and not just the genre of application whether it's game or utility but the specific type of game or specific type of utility and then you layer on the monetization strategies across of that right with maybe advertising works over here but it doesn't work over here maybe uh rewards work here but they don't work yes. here so you know th there's so many levers that app developers and, and marketers and business people can pull and I just, you know, what, what we're seeing in the marketplace, I think right now is just kind of like a, trying this one size fits all, right? Which is this launch mm. strategy, which, which is a uniform launch strategy. And that doesn't work. So how much thought do you think has to be put into that process alone, uh, understanding what type of application it is, and then uh, looking from there to see what, what your options are? Does it require a lot of thought ahead of time? It requires a lot of thought. I mean, I give a lot of checklists. There's a lot of guidance in this direction. But you mentioned one point that's actually the final chapter of the book, but touches upon this because, um, you know, the good news and bad news is you have a lot of app. You have a lot of options as an app developer, as an app company, even as a brand with a branded app. I don't touch upon brands here specifically, but they they face the same thing. Yeah. I mean, if I'm a brand with an app, how do people download my app? How do they find me? And but, why would um, they use it a second time and a third time? And why would they use it a second time? What's the utility? What's the value exchange, etc.? But what we touch on in the final chapter, which is my personal favorite because it always looks ahead, it's just the tougher one, is that you have options throughout the life cycle of the app and I break down the life cycle of your app because you do certain things at the launch, certain things when you're scaling, certain things when you've got it right. But also what's coming next is the targeting and the retargeting. So when you're talking about you know how do you get people to use the app or how do you reward them, well you also want to be watching and you want to be watching the feedback that comes through, you know, quote unquote big data, but there are there are technology platforms out there like in Mobi, but also you need the other you know, you'll get input from other places. Not only one source is going to give you all of the signals, but you need to read the user signals because if you can say, for example, here's my super user, they're buying everything in the app, love them, then you do not want to show them advertising, right? But you do want to show the laggards advertising. And you need to understand the user signals of what the user is doing in your app maybe what the user is doing elsewhere so in social networks or elsewhere you know of course privacy concerns that's a given but yeah. to get a holistic view of the user in order to market to them holistically and that is a challenge 
Um, and it's going to be facing all app developers as well, because as we get past the point of saying, yes, you are my user, great. How do I give you what you want? How do I target you in such a way that I'm going to reward you for what you're doing, but also encourage you in the right directions? This is another area where app developers are going to need to look at their options. But again, we list almost, you know, in the book, I list nearly seven user scenarios of like, you're seeing the signals tell you this, you need to do that. So good news is there's a lot of options. Bad news is there's a lot of options. But the book I'm proud of because it will take you through that and get you started. Yeah, I mean, it just, as, you, as you're talking about it, you understand the complexities of this industry as it's emerging. And, and we're all trying to learn almost at the same time as we're doing. But, you know, it's why Untether.tv is here. It's why I do this is to bring these lessons to light so that you can learn from other people's mistakes and, and build upon what they did so that you, we can start to perfect these practices. But one thing that, that you, you notice is that, you, you know, people follow this same path, right, which is, it almost seems like, and, and we didn't talk about this before, but I'm, I, I want to get your thought on this, is that, you know, we, we, we seem to treat our repeat customers um, on, on a, level, a level playing field, like the committed customers on a, on a level playing field with, with the new customers. So, you know, what I mean by that is I, I look at the newspaper industry, for example, like the online media space, is that uh, we're seeing all these paywalls going up across all of these newspapers. And, and what they're saying is that, you know, you, you're allowed to come and, and read 12 or 15 stories a month. But on the 16th one, you have to pay us, right? Because we proved enough value. And, and I always used to argue with these guys that said, you know, you're, you're penalizing your number one customer. Because yeah. when they come back, if they're coming back 15 times in a month, that is a metric to me that is invaluable. That is a committed viewer. That is a committed user. And on the 16th, when you put a paywall up from them, in front of them, they're going to go elsewhere and they're never going to come back and you've lost a committed customer. Penalize the guy who comes in one or two times a month. Embrace the people that come in 15 yeah. or 16 times a month because that is a rare, rare, yeah. rare person. The same thing in the mobile space is that you can't treat that person at the very beginning. Uh, you you want to nurture them along, but at some point there's a benefit not a crutch. You, you got to give them a benefit for being in there as often as they are. And if not, they're going to go find the other app or the other 50 apps that do the exact same thing. You know, so I, I wonder, that's, that's a trend that frustrates me is that we seem to penalize and we look at those guys who are in there day after day as, as oh, those are, the, those are going to be our, our bread, uh, you know, our bread and butter, but you've got to find a more subtle way for those guys than, than the new entrants. Does that make sense? Uh, absolutely. I mean, and you talk about penalize, but I would also just say monetize. Yeah. You know, yeah. so the ones who don't come in very often, the same way in an app, you have people who are going to come in, they're going to say, oh, in-app purchase, you know, I want another level, I want another, I, I want to have the abilities to make it further in the game, or I want to have, uh, you know, the answer to the quiz or whatever it is, you know, they buy that, those tips. That's great. It's the people who are not buying in your app that you need to monetize. And that's where you need to figure out, you know, how am I going to show them advertising? How am I going to monetize that? And, um, and you know, and, and, and also your, your options there. Um, you know, interstitials are, are ruling, yeah. but, um, you know, but banner, you know, is giving way to native and we can have a whole nother show. In fact, we I'm will. looking forward to yes. that <laughs> yeah. about, about native because then you have also the, the challenge and this is going to be solved soon because I have some information about, you know, products in, in, the, uh, in the pipeline out there. But, you know, native is effective, but native is also custom. So how do you scale that? That's another entirely different topic right now. But, you know, you have to look at your 
your your art and creative strategy. So your creative strategy and your monetization strategy, they have to be going hand in hand. But but absolutely, and how do you get this? Is by knowing your user and having your analytics and having your tracking and understanding, you know, what channels are bringing me my most valuable users. And this is all possible right now. It's just a matter of understanding implementing and also you know using the information and applying that to your business it's not it's not as if this is all brand new but the approach of using it this way is brand new this is a very integrated approach and I think that's what's been missing is seeing your app business as a business and then understanding at, in my life cycle I do this at that stage I do this at that stage and and really mapping out your, your mobile app, which is which is what this is. It's mapping out the life cycle of your mobile app and what are your options at every stage and what is going to make you money at every stage. And that's important. It's like it's growing up. Is that what yeah, you feel like? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you have been... I mean I'm, I'm excited because we're talking about apps now differently than we did a year or two ago, yeah. Rob, yeah. because we're seeing it now as a seriously sustainable business. We're treating it seriously. I mean, yes, I do have a section in the book because people wanted it you know how do I spend what do I do to get in the top 25 because there are occasions when that's gonna make sense mm -hmm. it's gonna make a lot of sense if you're doing a seasonal thing so you know everybody wants to be at the top of that list around the holidays right. so what do you do and how do you do it and I, I won't share all the secrets here we'll, we'll save that for other shows but you know that is part of it but um, now we're talking about it in very different terms about, you know, not just how do I get in the top 25, how do I get in the top 25 ranking, but how do I get my users to come back? Yeah. How do I acquire quality users as opposed to all users on the planet? Yeah, that's different here. How, how long have you been involved in mobile, Peggy? Uh, I'm a veteran in mobile. I, I, I got, you've got your badges I, and you've I got your scars. I'm seasoned. I actually counted because I had to take out some time because people were like, "You've been doing a book for eight months. What else have you been doing?" So I went back and I actually counted. I've, I, I, I'm a nine-time mobile author now. If you count all the books I've done, including the Net Size Guides, the books I've written on behalf of uh, uh, SAP Mobile Services about um, mobile commerce and mobile operator, and uh, some analyst guides, analyst guides at GigaOM as oh, well. Yeah, lots of white papers and reports and also the first book here I held up there that started it all because I was approached by this company F&W Media and they said okay you know about mobile you write this book and on the basis of this book then I was approached and say well that's a great book for how you make a mobile app and sort of construct your business architect your strategy how do you make money how do you monetize your app that's what apponomics is all about so if you sort of put them both together you could sort of almost have the seed of of what you need for your business strategy between the two books. I'm not pushing them because Apponomics is free to yeah, download, yeah. right? But I think it's important because we need these these types of knowledge resources in order to kick start the economy. I think so, and 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 you know this is with from over 30 interviews, you're, you're you've collated all of this information, so it it becomes the best practices, and and as you said, you're going to be updating it, um, but uh, yeah, and I contributed a chapter to the first the first Absolutely. book on case studies, yes. which was from untethered.tv global, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I have to thank you again for for real life case studies, which I think 
I mean, I can do it because I'm not, I'm not untethered, I'm your supporter, but I can commend you for consistently bringing those case studies to light because it's only by talking with the people who are doing it that we're going to understand what they did and how we can possibly productize this. It's not anywhere else, but through your interviews and through your contribution to my book, that we know what people are doing. And in the Alponomics book, I talk with app developers, yeah. I talk with app companies. How did you do it? What were the choices you made? And more importantly, what didn't you do? Absolutely. What would you have done? What would you have done differently? Which is the mm -hmm. best question, right? And when, right. You go, when you go through this, so you're removed from the book now, you've had enough time to digest it. Uh, was there one thing or uh, two things? Start with the one thing that really st stood out for you, and we'll end on this, um, that surprised you, that shocked you, that, that you know basically held up a long-time belief that actually became concrete. Was there anything in there that you thought, wow, that is amazing. I didn't know that. I would say it's um, after you launch the app, how you get to that next big milestone in your business. And I was thinking, well, you know, you just sort of, it just sort of all comes together. You do your tweeting, you do your social media, you do the right creative and the right ad, and you do all that stuff. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, uh, and I thought what was interesting is, is how you approach the global market and how much opportunity is in the global market. And that you should launch, you know, you should pick a certain number of companies. I suggest, you know, three. And then you spend a certain amount in each market and you grow from there, but that you can grow from there. I think that was what was so amazing is the opportunities because, um, and I have that also, I, I think I took it uh, from uh, a Distimo report, it might have been, but you know, fascinating all the countries in the world where English is a key language, although it's not the native language, and where you can be a hit with your app. And so that for me was the surprise. It's great to be a hit in your home market or maybe your neighboring market. I'm based in Europe, so you think, okay, hit in you know, Holland, yep. France, Germany, Switzerland, what have you. But to see the bigger global picture and to understand the opportunities for your app, that was a surprise. And I'm hoping that it inspires other app developers to think outside the box, think outside their home market, see the opportunities. I think that that's the most important lesson here is that everybody focuses, I'm in Canada, everybody focuses in the U.S. And we talk about companies that have come up to Canada as their beta test and have enjoyed great success in, in Canada. And I know great Canadian companies that have launched in China or launched in India first or launched in, in Russia first um, ahead of any of the bigger markets so that they could build that base first get the feedback and then bring it back into uh, into their own country and then launch somewhere else um, and what a great strategy all right so that, that's my favorite one and then and then creatives thinking about your creative a and b testing on your creative how that's constantly evolving um that was also amazing there's a lot of psychology that goes with that a lot of strategy goes in that i share it in the book i won't take up your time now but if you say what what surprised me those you're never done that's what surprised me you're never done <laughs> And but then there is a way just to, to, to clinch the deal. That's the good thing. And then once part. you think you're done, uh, you're dead, right? So I think that that's the key. Is yeah. that, like when you stop, you're done. Like if you think about ro what Rovio is doing, uh, and uh, you, you know, I, they're they're riding this very well, and they've changed the gameplay with this, uh, you know, uh, Angry Birds epic. It's a little bit different, a uh, different approach, but. Mm -hmm. Like you, you just never stop, and I think that that's one of the key things. And I know Peggy, you never stop. You never stop writing. You never stop, uh, you know, contributing content. Um, so we're going to drive people to mobilegroove.com. Uh, that's Peggy's home base, and I always uh, think that we should be uh, rewarding those that are giving us the content. So go to mobilegroove.com. Mobile, you know how to spell that by now. Groove, G-R-O-O-V-E.com. 
lots of great articles, uh, uh, you know, an archive of, uh, of Peggy's podcast, and uh, she records that weekly as well. And then if you're interested in the book, it is a free download. Now, free is relative. You're going to have to contribute some of your own personal information to this in order to be able to get it. But if you want to go to inmobi.com, I-N-M-O-B-I.com slash aponomics, A-P-P-O-N-O-M-I-C-S. Contribute to the conversation that's going on in this mobile world. Read the book uh, and let Peggy know what you think about it. And uh, I'm sure that if you have a great story, you should reach out to Peggy and maybe, just maybe, you could be a case study or part of her next book, if there is one. Good God. The tenth. There always there's always, always going to be. It doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. But I enjoy it. I I enjoy it immensely. Well, because I Pe- make it accessible. Peggy, this this uh, this is a uh, th- to me this is this is the as I said this is the Bible for mobile business. Uh, you'd be remiss if you didn't download it. You, you know, and uh, just just because at the end of every chapter there is tactical implementation ideas. Just go and do this. Here's your checklist to go and do. And I think if you download it just for that, you'll be better mm-hmm. off and avoid all the mistakes that others have had. Peggy, thank you for being on Untethered.tv as a guest. I love it. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, Rob. It's wonderful to be back. I'll be back often, I hope. Yes, I hope so, too. All right. We've been speaking with uh, Peggy Ansel. She is the purveyor at Mobile Group. Go to mobilegroup.com. If you want the book, which you should download the book, uh, you have to download this book. I am actually mandating that all you guys out there download this book. Go to immobi.com forward slash apponomics. Uh, and I hope I, there will be a test on it. So the next time you come to Untether.tv, there will be a test in order for you to be able to get into the next uh, episode. Um, thank you for watching wherever you are, whatever you are doing. Thank you for bringing Untether.tv into your day. We will see you next time. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Rob.